Justin Herbert gets a new coach. What does Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan mean for the Ducks in the Big Ten? Also, the Blazers have won three of five. What's going on in Rip City? All that and more here on the Oregonian Sports Podcast. Hello, I'm Aaron Fentress of the Oregonian. I'm joined by Brenna Green of Coin6. Brenna, it's been a minute because the snow and ice kind of like put you in a position where you couldn't do a podcast. I was kind of sick anyway, so I couldn't really do one. I missed a couple of Blazers games, watching from home, covering from home. Uh, but how you been? It's been a while. Man, you know, uh, we're great now that we have electricity and power back. Yeah, you were living uh, in a hotel you know. for a little bit, right? Well, I went into work on Thursday. Um, and, you know, they were giving us hotels because we work downtown. And so it's easier and it's just, you know, the safer thing to do than having us drive yeah, in. Props to coin. Yes. Um, and so we were we were at a hotel that was just like across the street. So I was like, well, I'll get a hotel just to be safe, you know, whatever. And literally like an hour later, I got the text from PGE that your power is out. Um, and I did not return home until Saturday mid morning ish and discovered why the power was out um, because there was a giant tree blocking the road. <laughs> um, so I had to hike into my apartment for the last block and a half in my Nike Air Jordans. Um, that was lovely. Because, um, you know, I didn't bring anything with me when I went downtown on Thursday. You know, it's not like I packed a bag that right. was going to like keep me for you know a day and a half or two days down there i mean it ended up being yeah two and a half days down there and then yeah my my power finally came back saturday night while i was at work but um but yeah it was an experience and um you know i know that i didn't have to deal with the worst of it by any means but yeah, like not being prepared and just having nothing downtown was not exactly ideal. Um, so, yeah, and I mean, you know, understandably, I, I, I couldn't really, you know, I mean, I came back finally because I was like, I got to check on my cat and stuff. But um, <laughs> poor kitty. That's like literally what why I came back on Saturday. Else, I might not have come back on Saturday either. I don't know. Eh, I probably would have. But whatever. Uh, but yeah, like it was it was just it was a lot. So, yeah. Um, yeah and like, yeah, we kind of put it off because, you know, you you weren't feeling well. And then, yeah, it's I didn't uh, I didn't. My microphone was was at my apartment, that sort of thing. So I was like, you know what? Once I woke up Friday and I still didn't have power and I still didn't have an estimated restoration time, I was like, there are there's a higher being that is telling us that this podcast is just not supposed to be this week. We will come back next week. And here we are. And the biggest news are. in the last 24 hours is Jim Harbaugh. Well, pretty much everyone figured this is going to happen for like almost a week now. Yeah. It feels like right. But Jim Harbaugh, the legendary, like. yeah, the legendary Jim yeah. Harbaugh is leaving Michigan after, Michigan after winning the national title to go coach again in the NFL with the Chargers, where he will have a you know, I can't call him a superstar yet, but uh, a budding star in Justin Herbert at quarterback to work with. What do you think of this situation for Herbert? Now he's, they've juggled coaches a little bit with him. He's been up and down and kind of inconsistent, but that happens when you don't give a quarterback some stability, especially a young one. What do you think having someone like Harbaugh come in is going to, what do you think that's going to do for Herbert's career? 
I mean, just hopefully it's something that's steady. I mean, whenever the, the Chargers just are a franchise that is never steady. I mean, even how Justin Herbert started starting for the Chargers is like <laughs> the most like bizarre, like, oh, like he had a the the actual quarterback had a collapsed lung that was partially caused by a trainer. Like, I don't even know. Like you know, like the, so everything the needle, about the needle to the lung. <laughs> it's just yeah. what like you know so the whole the whole situation with the chargers is they're just a an organization um they kind of feel like an unserious organization uh but you know they have justin so i hope they get it together um yeah i yeah. mean you know hopefully harbaugh brings some stability there i you know a lot of the th- issues that plagued him at michigan uh AKA like recruiting violations and <laughs> sign stealing. That isn't going to happen in the NFL. Those are two things that you just don't have to worry about because the NFL has in helmet communication. So we can't be stealing any signs and there's no, um, there's no recruiting. So don't have to worry about that. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, I know things didn't go well at the end of the 49ers for him, but that's such a, that's another complicated convoluted situation. So yeah, I mean, I, I think that he brings some stability. I do find it really funny, like juxtaposing him and his brother and like how different their careers have been. Mm. Like, you know, his brother's been at the, been at the 49ers, been at the Ravens forever. Yeah. And Yet, Jim is definitely more well known and um, and has done other things. It's just it's, I don't know. They're it's just a really it's a really fascinating family. But that's just kind of an aside. Uh, what what do you think about a Her- Herbert and or about Herbie and and Harvey? That's what we're gonna call them. Herbie and Harvey teaming up. Well, the first thing obviously is is the stability. You know, you, you yeah, you gotta give. Herbert, someone that he knows is going to be there, <laughs> you know, and that even if they go eight and eight next year, it's not going to be like it's Harbaugh on the hot seat. No, he's he's going to be there. <clears throat> and I also we know that Harbaugh is going to make sure that the running game is sound. Which yes, I'm here last year they have, they were 25th in rushing yards last season. Harbaugh will boost that up. He'll make them he'll make them physical. He'll make them nasty up front. He'll get that running game going, which only helps the quarterback. And that doesn't mean he won't let Herbert throw a lot. He'll let Herbert do whatever they're capable of doing. But for Herbert, he should know that he's going to, you know, be well protected by not just a good offensive line that can protect him, but that will run the ball really well, which will also protect him. And he'll make sure the entire team's accountable and tough and um, together. And he's a great team builder. And so when all of those things are better around Justin, it'll allow him a greater opportunity to flourish. And then, of course, he has to seize that. So I just think for any, you know, for any team, any quarterback at any level in their career, got to have stability on the coaching staff around you to really flourish so that you, you just feel comfortable in the offense. You know it's not going to change. Like Harbaugh could change coordinators three times in the next nine years, but the offense is probably going to be pretty much the same and pretty much what, he likes to do. He's an offensive guy. 
So I love it for Justin. I think it's a great move. I, I cannot see them not being back in the playoffs, you know, within at, at least the second year and not being a, a definite threat within three years with Harbaugh. That's how good I think he is. I wanted him for the Bears. I've been jonesing for him to come to the Bears since he went to Michigan. As a matter of fact, when he went to Michigan, I was pissed because I wanted him to come to Chicago. Chicago didn't even make a play for him. I think it's in part because he has Shocker. such a well, he has such a big personality. You know, he's running yep. the show. And so if you're if you're a new GM for the Bulls, excuse me, the Bears, and they have a new president, like do you want to bring someone in who's going to eclipse you in every way imaginable? Plus, even though he wasn't a great quarterback in Chicago, he was very well loved in Chicago. So it would be a situation where the the last person to be fired, after, no matter what happens, would be Harbaugh. <laughs> so I, that's why I, that's personally why I think they didn't entertain it, which is too bad. But great situation for him, great situation for Herbert, definitely. And he real yeah. quick, at San Francisco, he always went he was there four years. He went to the NFC Championship game twice, won it once, then lost the Super Bowl to his brother. He went forty four and nineteen in four years there. And of course, we all know what he did at Michigan. Speaking of, Michigan loses their guy. That impacts them no matter what, because now the transfer portal for them is going to open up, and they're going to get rated like Bama's been getting rated. Uh, so that's going to hurt. They're probably going to promote more, I guess, or whatever. That's fine. But what do you think this means for Michigan? And more importantly, what does this mean for Oregon? Because if Michigan dips, I mean, that's, that's the conference champion, the national champion, t- maybe taking a step backwards when you're just coming into the Big Ten as Oregon and you play Michigan next year. I think this is pretty huge for the Ducks. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the transfer portal is going to be as crazy as it was at, let's say, a place like Alabama or UW or something like that um, this time around just because they are going to keep it, you know, within house. That sounds like anyways. Um, You know, by the way, something I saw that's just absolutely insane. Three of the four coaches that coached in the playoff in the in the Final playoffs four. this year, the yeah, have moved. Have either, you know, Nick Saban retired, John Harbaugh went to or sorry, Jim Harbaugh went to uh went to the Chargers, and then DeBoer went to Alabama. That is crazy. By the way, it, who had Sark as the one who was going to be the most steady out of this round? I mean, crazy. Um, so, yeah, um, just that's that's just an absolutely mind blowing path of events to me. That three out of the four coaches that coached in the college football playoff this year are now in different spots. Um, so, you know, that's that's interesting in itself. Um, but uh yeah i mean i i don't think i think because they're going to keep it in house i don't see it being a huge dip at least year 1 it will be interesting to see how that maintains through like year 3 year 4 cuz that's where things can really you know change and get a little bit dicey because I would imagine the majority of the coaching staff from Michigan is going to come back if Moore is the head coach. Um, maybe not all. Maybe, you know, obviously Harbaugh will probably take some to the NFL with him. Um, but, you know, um, and I know that also, you know, this next year generally, I don't think that they're supposed to be as good 
I think that they're graduating a lot of their yeah, big people tough, and yeah. or going to the going to the draft. So, you know, I think the expectations for them next year weren't as high anyways, but it will be interesting to see if they are able to maintain what they have right now throughout the next how, you know, down the road. Right. That's that's what I'm more interested in now because I think next year, if you put those two teams, I think Oregon's playing at Michigan next year, I believe. Yes. I think that's, yeah. Uh, I think Michigan probably gets, mm, I think Michigan probably gets a slight edge just because they're home. But that's kind of like a, a toss-up game in my eyes right now. Um, and that, and it would have been that way even with Harbaugh. Now, now it becomes more so that way, I would say, but it's not as, um, but I, I, you know, I still think that it would have been a close game next year, no matter what. No matter well, both teams are changing quarterbacks. So you kind of got to see how that works out. <laughs> yeah. And by the time, I think they play late in the season, don't they? Yes. So we'll have, a, we'll have a better idea of where both teams are by then, obviously, but a lot of mystery, yeah. a lot of mystery for both. Let's see. That's I'm trying to find a date on that. And I can't. So who cares? All right. Real quick, though. Real quick, though, since we're on the Big Ten, UW, it's November 2nd when they play. UW lost their coach to Bama, like you mentioned. And then they swipe Arizona's coach, Jed Fish, which I thought, brilliant move, kind of obvious. Um, and had Dan Lanning been Bama's choice, which he wasn't, and gone to Alabama, <laughs> you're like, oh, I slipped that in there. I think, oh, Fish, I, I think Fish probably would have been Oregon's coach, to be honest with you. I think that would have been a great fit right there. But anyway, just how do you feel UW rebounded from losing DeBoer? All their fans seem to be pretty excited. Yeah, that was um... – God, God, that was funny watching Husky Twitter meltdown for like, you know, a few days. You loved that, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Because um, they were talking, they were talking madness, which they had the right to do because they beat Oregon twice. They won the yeah. conference. They were in the playoffs. They won a playoff game. Then when Saban retires, they were like everyone else thinking that Lanning was going to be like the guy. And then it turned out that no, not necessarily. Their guy was the guy. So they were cracking on Oregon. So you're going to lose your coach again. And then they ended up losing their coach to UW. It was fascinating theater. But now they're giddy about their new guy and they're already talking him up to be better than DeBoer. It's hilarious how that works out, right? Then the new boyfriend, girlfriend is always better than the old one, even though you were broken, you broken hearted when you had the breakup. But then the new person's always better because somehow the one you were broken up about is just dog trash now because that's just how it works. It works that way in coaching as well. But um, I'm happy for you that they landed. They stuck the landing. They got a good coach, and he'll be around for a couple of years until a better job comes along. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a you know it's a it's an obvious it, like you said it was it was the obvious hire. Arizona is a dumpster fire, y'all. I mean, they just fired their AD. Like what? God, was that Monday? Yeah, it was Monday. Yep. yep. Um, they're a mess. I mean, can you imagine, by the way, being Brett Brennan? I mean, like, I just got hired by this AD, and then, like, they five seconds him. later, he's fired? Yeah. Like, oh, my God. 
Um, that 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 doesn't sound like a fun situation. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think it would have been better if they if Fish was able to bring Fafita with him, but um, it'll be interesting to see how this Will Rogers thing works out because he is officially going there. He's going to stick around, right? Good for you, Dad. Um, yep. Uh, not gonna not gonna go somewhere else. So, yeah, I. I mean, you know, it was it was the obvious hire. I'm sure Fish knew what was coming around the corner with uh, his fine friend in charge of the athletic department. And boy, what a what a what a life raft he got. Um, so shout out to him, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, it's just it was just it was. It was kind of predictable all the way around. Like, yeah, that makes sense. I know there was... I, I'm very interested. I There was a lot of smoke around um, Leopold at uh, Kansas and all like the same day that Fish got hired. Like, there was a lot of like people being like, oh, it might be him. And then it just like flipped like that. It was kind of crazy. Um, but, you know, like, yeah, I mean, it all makes sense to me. I don't know. I don't, I don't really have like a strong opinion on, on it because it was... It was the, the kind of the natural line of progression, and it especially makes sense now, considering the financial situation that the Arizona Athletic Department's in. So, absolutely, all right. It's, it's rough. It's rough go, my friends. That Big Twelve money ain't saving y'all. Um, <laughs> no, it's yeah. not. Yeah. All right. So you know, even during the snow and ice, and even when I was sick, I still. You know, did my job monitoring, covering the Blazers. They're on the road right now. Play San Antonio Friday night. They won at Houston last night after the heartbreaking loss against Oklahoma. I almost said Oklahoma State. Oklahoma City on Tuesday night. They came back back to back next night and won at Houston. Jeremy Grant with the bank three to tie it in regulation. And over time, the Blazers pretty much owned it. They won three of five. And I don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, they got a couple of those wins with Aiden. I think when Aiden plays well, that definitely helps them a lot. But what mm-hmm. did you make first of the 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 timeout that wasn't called? And then secondly, how they were able to bounce back from that? Because I I honestly thought I don't know oh, yeah. I don't know how you come back from that. You know that for anyone who wasn't paying attention, they were up by one. Under 20 seconds, Brogdon had the ball, got trapped. Billups was trying to call a timeout. Brogdon was calling, trying to call a timeout. The referee, they claimed, didn't see or notice or hear them because it was so loud at LKC. Didn't get the timeout. Brogdon ended up double dribbling. Billups goes ballistic, gets two technicals. Technical foul shots, one of two made by Shea Gilgis. Gilgis. I can never not say Gildress. It's I'm gonna be, He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to be Gildress. <laughs> Anyway, the Alexander dude <laughs> made one of two to tie it, and then they, they had the ball. Williams hits, hits a jumper, then ends up winning it. <clears throat> um, clearly, you know, it's, it's weird because yes, the team's not doing well. They were twelve and thirty-one. Did this loss matter? They filed a protest, or they really want to win? Nah, probably not, because at the end of the day, you want as many losses as possible because you're trying to get a top five pick. Uh, but it's, it's the principle of it as well. But that's, you know, when you play hard like that against one of the best teams in the West and you have a chance to win it and that goes down, you're going to have a chance to be demoralized by that. And so I thought coming back the next day against a tough Houston team on the road, there's no way they're, 
they're going to be able to pull this out. And they did. And it took a little bit of a miracle at the end, but still they played hard, they played tough and they won the game. So how impressed were you with, with their ability to shrug off that timeout gate situation and, and pull off the win? I, uh, <laughs> she yawns at it. It's early when we're, we're. I've had. I've. I've already. I've already had things happen. It's been. It's been a morning already. Um, it's one of those days where you're like, "Hello, I am taking all comers, and let's just have everything just at me at once." Um, apologies for the yawn, folks. Um, if you if you if you didn't hear it over your uh, podcast speakers, if you're just listening to us, I'm going to acknowledge it. Um, the, the Blazers are not yawn worthy. It's just me being tired. Um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, I mean, first of all, props to the Blazers for uh, for protesting that game. They're absolutely not going to win that protest, but. <laughs> Good for you fighting the good fight, guys. Um, you know, they can they can they can do what they want. The last time a game, I think I saw this online. The last time a game, uh, there was a protest of a game that was successful. It was for a team that Shaq played on. Mm. So there you go. <laughs> That's a long time uh, ago. But you know, yeah, I guess I guess uh, the refs got somehow they got screwed up, and he only had five five fouls, but the refs said he had six, and mm. so that he he couldn't play, and so they had to like pick it up from a certain point in the game and like replay the end of the game. Which wow. God can can you imagine if something like that happened today? Oh my gosh, appointment television. Um. So yeah. Um. But. I mean, very impressive that they were able to pick themselves up against a Houston team that is not the Houston that, you know, the NBA has seen over the past few years. They're they're better this year. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're a potential playing caliber team. Um, so, you know, the fact that they were able to go in there and do what they did is really awesome. It's it's a it's a good sign. Now I'm just hoping that they can take this into their next game because you know they they have that game against the Pacers where they have a crazy you know kind of a crazy night where it's like you know they only made four threes and they somehow won and all this First stuff. Time and ever then you go, a team had yes. four or fewer threes and won a game against a team that had twenty or more threes in yeah. history. It's it's crazy. And then you turn around, you go down to L.A., and you lay, lay a fat old egg. I mean, a big old stinker of a game. Um, so, you know, that's that's been the, the problem with this team. Is that, I mean, the last time they won three games in a row was at the very beginning of the season. Three and three? And it was against – yeah, it was like, you know, it was Detroit, Detroit Toronto, and, and- – and a and a, and a jaw Morantless Grizz. That's right. Um, yep. Yeah. So you know that's not a that's not exactly you know a murderer's row right there of those three. But um, but yeah. So that you know, and, uh, they won back to back games for the first time since November twenty seventh and November thirtieth the other day. Yep. That's crazy. They're not good, Brenna. No, they're not good. <laughs> No, they're not good. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to sugarcoat this. It is what it is. Um, you know, I mean, they're 
they're doing their best, you know. But so I just I just want to see them be able to take this because they've already taken a bad situation and turned it into a good one, which was really impressive. I just want to see that sustain. That's all I want. Fair. That's so, all I want. I, I, and I'm not asking for you know you to rip off five straight. I just I just want to see you know I just don't want to because I feel like we've dealt with a lot of like oh. That was promising because of X, Y, and Z. And then the next time they go out and it's like, well, all that promise is gone. Right. Um, th- that's, that's been a lot of this season is like, oh, here's a little glimmer of hope. Oh, never mind. So. Yeah. So. So Chauncey made some good moves since the trip, the dreaded one and six trip where the six losses came by 33 points on, on average. <laughs> oh, uh, God. <clears throat> he got the rookies out of the starting lineup. But as, as much as everyone likes Kamara and he has great potential, he should not be starting. Scoot, no way should be starting. You got them out. You take out Reese as well because Aiton comes back. You put Walker at, at power forward. Now you have a much better rebounding team because Grant doesn't rebound. Grant had a seven-game stretch where he had like nine rebounds or something like that. It was ridiculous. Yeah, he, he had back-to-back to back games with one rebound. He's your power forward. And you can't have that. So you put Walker in there. At least Walker is going to give you – you know, some nights 10, he may only give you six, but at least going to be banging around in there. You put him with Aiden. So now you're not just getting dominated in the rebounding department. And you have some resistance at the rim, rim other than when you had Reef or Baji down there. And of course, Grant is not necessarily a rim protector at all either. You put Grant at the three, which gives him more freedom to just be a scorer. And then you take Scoot out and you put in Brogdon, which is just a huge difference from going from a rookie who does not know what he's doing to a veteran guy who's been sixth man of the year, a starter in the league. And comes back, he finally gets rolling again. And now you look like a real NBA team. Because that road trip, that was not a real NBA team. I'm mad at myself for not betting every single night, (laughs) taking the the opponent minus the 12 because it was just obvious right in front of you that that was free money. But – <clears throat> they made some switches, they made some changes, and now they actually look like a legitimate NBA team with four vets starting. And then when Sharp comes back, Sharp will probably start, and then Malcolm goes to the bench. But by that time, Malcolm may not even be on the team. So that's the other thing that's, that's going to yeah. change. right? You're probably going to trade him by the eighth. Uh, but anyway, but these moves helped. And Chauncey said, hey, we were getting off the bad starts. This was part of the reason. Well, yeah, because sometimes you got three rookies out there, a second-round pick, uh, a 27-year-old rookie and a 19-year-old, yeah, you're going to get your ass kicked when you play Dallas, when you play the Knicks, when you play OKC in Minnesota. You're just going to get smoked because you, you, you're not putting an NBA team, a legitimate NBA team on the court at that point. So they made some good moves. They look a lot better. We'll see how, how long it'll last. Like you said, right? They show some promise and then something happens. Someone gets hurt, right? Someone starts playing poorly. And in this case, they're going to make a trade probably. Heaven forbid they trade Grant as well. Because then they're really going to spiral. But happen. at the same time, maybe not. But at the same time, they want to spiral at some point. Like if they, like, let's say they turn this three out of five into winning eight out of fourteen after the All Star game. Yeah, people are going to start coming up with stuff because the last thing this team wants to do is compete for anything because they want that lottery pick. You got to draft another. Yeah. 19, you got to get another nineteen year old on the team. What? You can't have too many of those. <laughs> Yeah, because this is this is a this is this is a huge draft for those nineteen year olds. Um, widely regarded as a very very bad draft. Um, yeah, people always say that, and then then people said that about the uh, the Chet Holmgren draft. It was supposed to be there's only three good players in this draft. Don't you don't remember that? Remember that? Okay, but at least there was some players that people were regarding as quote unquote good players. 
I don't even, I can't even think of really one. I mean, Ron Holland. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've read some negative things on him lately, but he, he looks, he looks like the part, but he, again, he's, he's 19. So who knows? But anyway, I, 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 get I just, there's, 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 there's not even like the, Oh, that like, you know, that draft, at least you had Paulo, you had Chet, you had, I'm totally blank. Jabari. Right. Yes. You knew that there were three guys that could, that were gonna probably be good in right. this league you're saying you know, there's not three oh, in this one no okay. i don't think so maybe not like we'll see but we'll whatever see. um you know you can't help timing you just got to work with what you got um well maybe they can trade this cooper pick. flag 2025 baby <laughs> cooper flag good god now aiden, <laughs> aiden aiden was 18 and 17 against the rockets and prior to that, his first three games back, and granted, he had missed 12 games. He's you know, trying to get back into the flow, so I'm not dogging him at all. But 7.7 points on 39% shooting, six rebounds per game in those first three games back. Obviously, that's not going to cut it. They need him to be, obviously, much closer to what he was against the Rockets. If he's giving you 18 and 17 on, I think, 8 for 14 shooting, now you have a legit guy in the middle that – can anchor everything but if he's out there just floating around getting in foul trouble all the time and scoring seven points with five rebounds like that's that does nothing for you at all so hopefully no. that was a sign that Aiden is ready to get back on track because he started out pretty well and then he kind of fizzled a little bit so hopefully he can get back on track and help this team along to a certain extent because they don't want to win too much it's kind of a delicate thing right it's like oh you want them to be better and win some get oh but wait a minute winning is not necessarily good because if you make the playoffs accidentally you lose that pick but if you get the play on well if you get the play on you can make the playoffs you get the play on you can make the playoffs anything can happen if this team got into the play on they definitely can play in they definitely could get the playoffs because the amount of winning it would take to get to that point would make them a threat in the play in so it's a delicate balance you want them to be better and play better and win some games but just stay out of the plan right I'm sorry. Did we really just even float the possibility of this team making the play? No, I didn't say that's a possibility. I'm saying it's just a delicate, funny balance because the people want them to play better and want to see them win some games, but to a certain extent. You see what I'm saying? To a certain yeah, extent. I, that's all. I understand what you're saying. So it's kind I, of I funny in that, that way. I don't. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I. I get what you're saying in terms of they want their. <laughs> People want the most ping pong balls possible. That's what people want. I understand that. I totally get that. Should, then people should stop when they lose. <laughs> like, I yes. think when they lose the game, fire Billups. We suck. We got to fire this and do that. We got to do this. I'm like, what are you guys crying about? You want to win? First of all, the team's not good. Second of all, do you want to win? Do you really want to win? Are you really mad that they lost this game? Because if you are, you're being kind of weird. That's all. It's a weird, it's a weird spot to be in. It is. It's hard. It's hard to like, you know, I mean, I don't really have the fandom cap on anymore because I cover the team and it's just one of those things where like, I don't know, especially being in sports, like it is just generally hard to be a fan of a team. I feel like, um, after being around sports and like what, what a it, fan of ducks. Yeah. No, I actually, I really wouldn't say that. Um, I mean, um, if I were to say I was a fan of anyone, it would be Gonzaga. Um, but that also is going to be interesting over the next however many years of my life. Because to be honest with you, probably the biggest reason why I'm a fan of Gonzaga is because I know a lot of the kids who are playing for them. Like you grew up a Blazers fan, you grew up a Ducks fan. I did, I did, but it, it feels it different. It doesn't. It's different, and 
there's no reason why you can't go out there and be professional and cover them as a non-fan, but that doesn't yeah. mean some fan doesn't reside in you. And that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. That's, well, that's normal. We yeah. all have our, our biases in life. Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is that <laughs> if I were like hardcore, still a fan, this would be a really, it's a really difficult thing to try to navigate because you're like, oh, I want them to show me some hope. I want them to show me that things are getting better. But then you're also like, well, I mean, but if things get better, then it actually could mean that it's worse because then we won't get the, the, the picks that we want. So it is quite, quite an act. It is hard. It is not easy. Um, and, you know, it's kind of nice to be a little bit removed from like, being, you know, tethered to a, a, the ups and downs of a team as much as I could have been in my youth because this doesn't sound that, that, that trying to balance, trying to thread that needle does not sound enjoyable. So, um, <laughs> so therefore, I just kind of watch and I take it in and I let it go. So, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't get too high or too low with things. Yes, does the fan still live in me? Of course it does, but I don't think it's as it's not as diehard as, you know, what I could have been when I was younger or something like that. You know, it just, that just happened. So yeah, that. but it's, it's a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird spot. It's a weird spot to be in. Uh, tanking is weird. Tanking, tanking is, is weird. weird. There's your take for the day, ladies and gentlemen. I know <clears throat> revolutionary, especially three years in a row, a team yeah. that has put their fans through a lot of emotion and heartache over the decades is the Buffalo Bills who lost again to the Kansas City Chiefs and Pat Mahomes. What's that? I said can't help themselves. I wanted Buffalo to win. I, I, I was pulling for a Buffalo-Detroit Super Bowl, the battle of the two teams that haven't won one yet. A couple years ago, I was pulling for Buffalo-Minnesota. I just think that would be interesting. I like yeah. Mahomes. I appreciate Mahomes. I love Andy Reid. I was so glad to see him after he got jacked around by Philly to go somewhere else and win a couple of Super Bowls. And Philly won one without him, so everyone got what they wanted. But, hey, Philly could have had Mahomes. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm tired of them. I want them to go away for a while. I want to see the Ravens win this weekend. And I want to, I wanted the Buffalo, now I want the Ravens. And I'm tired of San Francisco. I want to see Detroit win because they never won a Super Bowl, even though they're a division rival of my, of my Bears. But first things first, Brenda, did you feel bad for Buffalo at all? Or were you just like caught up in a Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift madness? <laughs> I mean, you know, ultimately I'm rooting for my girl. So, you know, there, there's, there's where my fandom lies nowadays is T-Swift. Um, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> that's, that's the team I'm the biggest fan of. Team Swift. Uh, <laughs> and, the, and the further KC goes, the more T-Swift will be around the NFL. Exactly. Well, yeah, but you know what is interesting is that she has a concert in – Tokyo the night before the Super Bowl. So uh, if they win this weekend, it'll be fascinating to see how she's gonna know, say one verse. Of, she's just, she's gonna say one verse of each song and get on a jet and get back to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Give it like a thirty minute concert. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I felt I felt for Buffalo for sure. Um, but ultimately, yes, I am excited for more of Jason Kelsey and Taylor Swift. So. Um, <laughs> I will take more of both of those people in my life because they're both hilarious. Well, I mean, I guess Taylor Swift isn't hilarious, but you know what I mean. Jason, it's like it's like it's like a great buddy cop show going on with those two right now. You've got the hilarious person and Jason. You've got like the the suave person and Taylor. It's it's a great time. 
Um, so yeah, um, I, I definitely was, was rooting for the chiefs. I would say in that situation, like I said, not because of football reasons. Um, it would be super fun to see Detroit make it. I mean, what a story that would be. However, I just don't know if I really see it happening, especially if Debo is able to come back and play. Right. Um, you know, it's at the 49ers, like that's rough. So, I mean, you know, my heart says like Detroit, Kansas City, but my brain says uh my brain actually also does say Kansas City and um and the 49ers. And the reason why my brain says Kansas City is because they have proven themselves to be extremely reliable over the last however many years. Um so you just can't bet against the thing that is that has been steady. So, um, so I'm going to go, I, you know, if, if I'm picking right now, I'm going KC 49ers. I think, I think that makes the most logical sense. That is, you know, me, not me voting with my brain, not my, not my heart. So what I know that I, you said you want Detroit. <clears throat> my picks, if I, okay, my picks straight up would be Ravens 49ers. <clears throat> However, Detroit is better than Green Bay. Green Bay almost pulled it off at San Francisco. And the thing about Detroit is that they're really, really tough. They're a tough, hard-nosed team, which plays well on the road. Mm -hmm. So I definitely give Detroit a chance to win this game. Like, I think it's going to come down to, you know, the final possession, maybe whoever's, who has the ball, whether they're, you know, I'm not saying whoever has the ball last is going to win. I'm saying it's going to come down to a final possession. Uh, so I give Detroit a chance. But if I had to pick, you know, yeah, go with the home team, go with the 49ers, I guess. But, man, I, Detroit – I just I like the way they play, so I give them a strong chance. Ravens. Oh, I just the thing that scares me is you just don't like it is because Lamar Jackson hasn't had great playoff success, whereas Mahomes yep. has. It's so easy to just say, well, you got to go with Mahomes. That's where the smart money is. But then you never know when a guy's finally going to break through and bust out and start having postseason success. And so I just I just hope he can get it done because I would like to see Lamar get a chance to win a Super Bowl. And Mahomes is one enough. He, he's going he's gonna to be in so many Super Bowls the rest of his career. He can give up this year, and we could not have Mahomes in the Super Bowl, which would just be just kind of cool for a little bit, I think. <laughs> he's wearing me out, man. Plus, here's the other thing, and I'll be honest with you. Every time he has success, it's just a painful reminder that the Bears took Trubisky every single time. It's just a, right in my face. We could have had him. We could have had him. We could have had him. But no, we overthought everything. We thought we were the smartest team in the league. We were going to secretly pick Trubisky, and no one was going to know until the last second. We were just geniuses. Our head coach didn't even know. And just looked like jackasses. So I don't need to be reminded of that every February, Brenna. <laughs> yeah, you get r reminded of the ineptitude of the franchise you root for literally every single day during the NFL regular season. So, yep. Yeah, whenever, hey, whenever Casey Holly has come on, I'll change it. I, it it does piss me off. Anyway, all right. Before we before we close out here, before we close out here, let's touch on this real quick. The thirty and thirteen bucks fired their coach. Pretty pretty unheard of, but he was a newbie coach, uh, and there was trouble right away when he got into it with Stotts, and Stotts quit. <clears throat> and the players didn't seem very broken up about it. 
<laughs> no. There's no doubt there was some disconnect there. And I, for me, I just think it's one of these situations where when you have, when you have a veteran, when you, okay, when you have a, a team that's won a championship, that's had a, the best record in the league, and you take away their guy who they won it with, regardless of whether Giannis wanted to change or whatever, you're taking away a veteran proven winner. You bring in Damian, who wants to win, obviously. And then you give a guy the job who's never been a head coach. That didn't make any sense. And it's not like there was a sense that he was some, you know, uh, prodigy coming up who was destined to be this genius coach or something. He's just a guy who maybe was, it's time for him to have a chance. But is that chance supposed to be this situation? And so I'm not surprised at all it didn't work. And I think hiring Doc Rivers is the absolutely obvious move because he has coached big personalities before. He has a, a boatload of experience and he has won a ring. I know people have pushed back on it because he hasn't won a ring in 15 years and because he hasn't been to the conference championship and blah, 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 blah. That, you know, fine. That doesn't make him a bad coach. It just means things hadn't, haven't worked out. And we all know it's a player's league. Usually when your team doesn't advance further, it's not the coach's fault. It's usually your star players didn't make plays. So, I can't put all of that on him. Just because, just like I don't give him all the credit for Boston winning the title when they had Garnett, Pierce, and, and Allen. So now you have Dame and Giannis. Doc will put them in position to succeed, and those two got to go out and make the plays. So what do you think of the move in general, and what do you think of the hire? Well, I do find it um, really something that the Bucks brought in Doc to advise Griffin, and then Doc takes over. It's... Uh, <laughs> It's very Game of Thrones esque. <laughs> it's like okay, like you know, Game I, I get well, you can see like Griffin just being like, if I'm Griffin, I'm like, you guys are just gonna bring this guy, like, like at some point, your it has that warning has to go off in your brain of, wait, this guy might actually take my job, like. Yes, he's advising me, but he might actually end up taking my job, which is exactly what happened. So, but, here, but here's the thing, though: Why do you need an advisor? If you need an advisor, I don't think that it was you're not his choice. <clears throat> okay, but I'm saying if they felt like you needed an advisor, you weren't ready for this situation. You might be ready to coach an NBA team, but he. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not arguing with you necessarily. I'm just saying, yeah, he he wasn't ready for this situation. They're trying to win a championship. Desperate, not desperately. Well, desperately so to a certain extent. You want to keep Giannis happy, make him feel like he can contend, and you want to make Dame feel like he's got a legit chance, given all he went through in Portland. So it just is a bad high. Like at least Milwaukee's admitting they messed it up, right? They're saying we screwed this up. We we overthought it or didn't think enough of it. This this guy is not ready for this. Let's go and get someone who we know is ready for this type of pressure, and so. They they corrected their mistake. Good for them. Yeah, what a uh, I mean, you know, Terry Stotts knows all apparently. So um, <laughs> Terry Stotts should have stayed. This might have been his job. <laughs> Why'd you gut it out, Terry? Jeez, I don't think Terry Terry's 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 uh, Terry's saying miss me with the BS. So and I understand that. <laughs> He's seen it all. He's done. Um, which I, you know, I totally get that. Um, but yeah, no, it's what a, you know, I'm, I'm upset because I'm not upset, but I really enjoyed Doc Rivers podcast with Bill Simmons. That's done now. Oh, was that good? 
Yeah, it was good. You come on every few weeks. It was I I listened to it all. It was actually fascinating. I really enjoyed it. And I normally don't like listen to like the full NBA talk when people come on and, and talk about that sort of stuff because I'm not super interested in like every little minutia, you know, whatever. But whatever Doc came on and talked, I listened to the full pod. It was great. Um and he'd always like tell stories of like back in the day, which was hilarious. That was awesome. So um so yeah, uh, so so you know, personally for myself, I'm, I'm a little bummed, but uh, but yeah, I mean, the one thing that is a problem is that you know the main issue with this team was defense. I'm not really sure if Doc's specialty is defense. <laughs> So that is something to just kind of keep an eye on. Uh, doesn't really feel like a, a hire made in that regard, but I can understand you saying that, you know, managing personalities, although like, I don't know. I think Dame and Giannis both seem like pretty manageable superstar personalities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, not uh, saying they're, I'm not saying they're going to the title. I'm just saying that, they're going to be in position to win the title. And, and, what, and what team has the perfect coaching situation? Like, that's another thing that, that's funny about NBA fans and media crying about coaching all the time. It's like, who, who has the perfect situation? Who has, a, who has a coach that you can say is infallible? Is it Miami? People, you know, Spolster is the greatest coach ever. Spolster hasn't won a championship since LeBron. Is that all on him? Of course not. But, I'm not, but let's not pretend like... This guy is is a, is a one man wrecking crew. He loses yeah. like anyone else. So, to me, Doc Rivers is as good a coach as there is on a contending team in the NBA right now. You can't name me someone who's flat out. I mean, I, you want to say Spolstra again? Fine, I'll give you Spolstra. Who else? What coach out there is flat out better than him that has a contending team? <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the, the alleged like, best coach of the last 30 years uh, is on his, working on – I'm going to keep saying this just because I think it's fascinating. He's working on his fifth straight losing season. That's Popovich. Yep. So. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, Pop is. Again, is it his fault? Pop. No, they're rebuilding continuously. He doesn't have the talent. But still, as I said, you got to have the talent. Doc has the talent. The talent's going to be the determining factor, not necessarily Doc. So, yep. gotta make, gotta put the ball in the basket. <laughs> Football and basket. Football Thank you. and basket important. I'm not saying coaching isn't important at all. I'm just saying that at the end of the day, I don't believe coaches are sabotaging teams that should win the championship. And whenever someone says the teammate should have won it, that means you're saying the team that did win it shouldn't have won it. Or maybe their coach just did a great job. So which is it? Are you gonna is it is it blame this coach because he screwed it up or did this other coach do a good job to help his team win it? Because if you think that this team should have won and had their coach done better, that means you're saying the other coach didn't deserve to win it. And that's where people contradict each other all the time. And so you get to the point where no one deserves to win Jack. Everyone only won because someone else sucked. And I just don't buy into that. So anyway, I'm team doc on this. Go make it happen. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it has happened. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, I guess what i'm saying it has happened i mean that he's he's their coach so we'll, we'll see what we'll happens see. from here on out all right anything else no i i uh i'm just excited to figure out how and when i fully wake up today that's my thing <laughs> that i'm most excited about so um so yeah we'll we'll see when that happens 
I don't have high hopes right now. It might be one of those you, zombie days might, for me. You might need a nap. I don't have time for a nap. You have a kitty, yeah. have a cat nap. Yeah, right. I would love to, but um, but too yeah, much stuff to do. no, too much stuff. To do. No, I too much it. stuff to do. I I gotta go straight to work from this, man. Y'all know the struggle. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Oregonian Sports Podcast. I am Aaron Fentress. She is Brenna Green, and we'll be back hopefully soon. Because guess who's coming to town next week? Damien Lewis return Wednesday. Be big. Got talk. Did we talk before? Or after? We should probably talk after, right? Yeah, should, I don't know. We should, we should relive the event, especially since we're both gonna be there. We are. So we'll recap it the next day or something. All right. Yeah. All right. You have a good weekend. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.